Tune to Mix 93.8. Got James Daubney here, standing in for Kaz. Uh, we took a listen to Deep Purple, Highway Star. That was off the Live in Japan album in Osaka. It's like 1968 or somewhere around there. Uh, maybe 71, I'm not sure. But it's just amazing how those guys could play. And we followed up with Boston, Don't Look Back. I think everybody knows that one. And I'm going to tell you that we're very, very fortunate to have uh, Glenn and Steve from The Burning in the studio. And uh, I'm going to play a song of their new album, Headed to Hell, which is, I think it's my, it's in my top, well not, I think it is in my top 10 albums of uh, 2019. It's a seriously good album. And uh, as I say, I'm very, very fortunate to have the guys in the studio. So let's take a quick listen to a track and then we'll come back and ask a couple of questions about how, how this album got made. Here they are. This track's called Taking My Kindness.
how's that, eh? That is rock and roll. Okay, so I've got Glenn and Steve with me. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, James, James. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, it's great. So, um, so we've got quite a lot to talk about. We're going to uh, just we're going to probably start a little bit of history. Uh, how long the burning's been going? Who's in the band? What you got? How it all started? Um, Steve, you and I go back quite a long way. Um, I'm thinking. Probably, I don't even want to say it, like 20 years or something, but I know my roots in rock and roll, and uh, I think you were, what was what was the first band you were in? Was that Ragnar Rock? Yeah, Ragnar Rock. Um, we started that off in the mid-80s, James, so I think you used to come and support us in Ilbra. Yeah, and I certainly carried days. some speakers for Helter Skelter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, uh, we started out with, uh, well, personally myself, started out with Ragnar Rock in 85, I was with the band for two and a half years, and then uh, I took a break, and then we formed a band called Helter Skelter in, I think it was about 80, 89, no, no, 88, before that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd done my time in the army, we came back and reformed, and uh, and we started uh, recording Yeah, well, I mean, Helter was special, because, I mean, I'm thinking back to probably 90... 192, 93, somewhere around there. And uh, you guys were gigging a lot. I think you had Frank on vocals and then you had Tony. And I think... Yeah. Um, uh, you, you Garth know. McLeod, you remember? It was Garth, Garth yeah. Garth. It was Garth in there before he went to Sugar Drive or after Sugar Drive? Uh, yeah, but he was uh, with us prior to uh, Sugar Drive. Okay, left <laughs> us and went off the Garth was at school with me. Yeah, Potch yeah, Boys I know he's at Potch Boys High. He was the most amazing guy. It was really, really sad that he passed. Yeah, so, so what, I'm, what I'm really just establishing is that there's a lot of history here and I think, you know, there's bands that, um, for me, as a South African uh, music fan, have done the groundwork and have really laid the foundations of, uh, you know, as I say, you're, it's an East Rand band, basically, The sure. Burning. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's it's been hard fought. So I'm really excited, as I say, that you guys have finally got an album out because then after Helter... So, so I, I then missed some because I went to Cape Town. So when did you fold Helter Skelter and start The Burning? Um, sure. I think Skelter... After Frank passed away, okay, um, then the band sort of dissolved, and uh, about three, four years later, so it must have been about '96, I think. About '96, '97, yeah. Okay. And I, uh, Anthony Ive, right, John Paul's uh, brother-in-law at that stage. Uh, we put a band together, and uh, the old bass player from Ragnarok joined us, old Dirk. Dirk, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we were a three-piece for a bit. We got a couple of vocalists in. We were doing uh, all the old. Uh, Classic rock things. We're doing a lot of gigs at the biker biker rallies. Okay. And uh, after a while, we uh, Ian Brown left the band, and then we were just uh, an in instrumental band for literally about a year and a half. Okay. And then we went through a couple more vocalists, and eventually we came on to the main band, yeah, Glenn. Yeah. Which yeah. was. Uh, which was a blessing. Okay, so now now we need to talk to Glenn because uh, you guys, you must, you must, you've got to go into, on, onto the uh, Burnings website and you've got to check Glenn. I mean, if anybody lives the music these days, it's Glenn. He's, uh, I mean, I, I met you, Glenn, in, I think it would have been, two th been 2010, 2009, 2010, yep. uh, when I came through to for a practice. But in those days, you were doing all, you were doing cover versions for, so you, <laughs> you were having to go from like Van Halen to Rob Halford to Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Steve definitely had me on my toes in those days. <laughs> I was like, right, no, cool. You're going to play in this rock band. These are the songs, right, cool. From Metallica to Van Halen to, all right, cool. We're going to do the DC stuff. I mean, everyone knows that DC stuff isn't like just for, uh, <clears throat> you know, you've got, you can't be a sissy to do the DC no. stuff. 
But uh, yeah, we matured. It's like 10 years now that I've been yeah. with this, these guys and uh, just creating the rock and roll magic. Yeah, well, certainly, i say on this album, um, that definitely shines through. So what, what did you do before? Was it was uh, was The Burning your first band or were you in bands before that? Man, I don't actually, I'm actually going to tell you guys the truth. So you're going to get the, the inside scoop of where Scarthrow actually came from. Um, I actually, I come from the Free State, a little town called Valcom. And we had a little band there called Hemlock. It was like the most dangerous thing we could think of back then was like this poisonous flower. You know, it was pretty and deadly at the same time. <laughs> and while we were in Valcom, um, look, the guys in those days on 5FM was, uh, I think it was Phil Wright at the radio show. And that's where I got to hear, it was Skelter, Metal Morphosis. And we're like, damn, dude, this little town needs some more action like that, you know? So when we're actually old enough to um, drive and tell my moms and dads to go do stuff for themselves, we came to Joburg and um, I started a band called Chemically Sharpened. I actually, I'm lying to you. I'm giving you the false inside scoop here. <laughs> we started uh, from Valcom. I went to the coast, south coast of KwaZulu-Natal. Right. There I was a drummer for a, ba- a nine-piece band called Sanctum, and that was just absolute insanity. Um, Sanctum broke up because of the insanity, and then I started a band called Chemically Sharpened, which was actually just as mad. Um, Let me just chip in there. So, so you drummed... Yeah, you were drumming. Okay, that explains it. Because if you guys, well, not if you guys must go and see the burning life. It's it's fantastic when when Glenn starts drumming on these big sort of what do you call those kettle drums? What are those? It's actually just a it's a bass drum that we just converted. Yeah, well, it, it's stunning to watch. It's it's got such a uh, really brings the people together. And I always wondered uh, whether there was any. Well, I can see there's some drummer in you, but uh, it's very effective. Okay, so you actually started as a drummer I was before you started as a drummer. Yeah, awesome. And, and you know, in those days there was not much bucks. I had this like blue centric. Still, there's still not much bucks. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not about the bucks, man. It's about the rock and roll and the soul. But it was quite weird because I had a red kit and a blue kit, so we put these two things together. So try and find people to actually like get this whole double kit to fit in. My mom had like a station wagon. She's like lugged this whole kit around to all the shows back in those days. And then we thought, no, bugger these two bloody kits. You know, I'm going to start playing guitar now. And then, um, yeah, I started playing guitar for this band called Chemically Sharpened. How I actually ended up in Chemically Sharpened is we didn't have a vocalist. And uh, I was just drumming way too loud. So they were like, okay, dude, no, listen, you gotta just try something else. And so I picked up guitar, started screaming. And after like the first, it was the first band practice, I finished off like a half bottle of uh, whiskey and we'd screamed like the whole night. And I could actually taste blood in the back of my throat. And that's how the name Scar Throats came about. <laughs> okay, so we got the inside scoop there. All right, that, that's, yeah, that's, it's good to get those roots uh, cl- clarified because then you went to the burning yep. and that's when, uh, when I met you. I think before we go any further, let's take a track off uh, Headed to Hell because it's always about the music. And uh, as you said, um, uh, well, not as you said, but it's quite diverse, this, this new album. And uh, Blood for Freedom, I would think, is one of the heavier tracks yeah. on it. So let's take a listen to that, seeing as we're talking about bleeding throats and everything. Let's take a, if, a listen to Blood I, for Freedom. If I may just say one thing before that, people must realize that Blood for Freedom is actually based around a nursery rhyme. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't know? (laughs) Do you want to explain that? (laughs) Here we go.
Okay, so that's Blood for Freedom. That's a, that's a, probably the heaviest track on the album. And I think I'm right in saying, Glenn, that this, the video that you guys put together for this, like, got totally banned everywhere, which is, which is quite an achievement in, uh, 2019 is to get anything banned on the internet so how did you manage that <laughs> yes you know dude i was actually quite chuffed about that we put so much hours into recording that thing we went out to this deserty area i don't know for the people that have seen it there it's like in this desolate warehouse uh i had all the guys dressed up in these orange jumpsuits we had guns we had knives and i think some of the footage well th my guess was there was a sp specific scene in the video where a guy got his head cut off and then Someone said, no, dude, it actually wasn't the decapitation scene that got your video banned, but it was because I had the band as hostages in this, like, ISIS kind of vibe. And they were <laughs> like, that's, sort of yeah, so we actually, yo, I, actually, I cut out the decapitation scene, we made a clean video, and the thing still got banned. But for those of you who want to actually see the naughty side of that video, you can go check it out on our website, www.theburning.co.za. Yeah, look, it's pretty gruesome, but, I mean, it's, it's all rock and roll. I mean, there's, there's plenty of bands that do some stuff that gets them into trouble but i mean it's uh, well it's not for everybody obviously but um i mean the whole point of the thing is that uh, you know it, it's well the religious aspect obviously was sure. that did um put you on shaky ground i reckon i think so yeah look but the, the song is actually based just on the atrocities of mankind on a global on a global on basis a global scale, yeah, yeah i get that for sure yeah okay so then um and then just taking my kindness the, the track that we started with um what was that that uh, that's probably one of my favorites on the whole album and uh, what was that one where does that one come from look that was quite a deep uh, a deep track that um just the emotional build up on that song but it's actually about um, a couple and they're just taking each other's kindness for weakness and you know just being taken advantage for and just getting to a level where you say like look enough's enough and if you listen to the track uh, the way it emotionally just builds up you know it starts off like all like just getting over things but then it builds up and you're like you know it's just the seven stages like that anger the the, know, the denial you know I mean? and all of that denial, you, can yeah. hear it, you can actually hear it building to the point Absolutely. where he's like now cut for and by the end of the song it's like burn yeah. your house down <laughs> <laughs> the burning <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so then let's just, so if we just backtrack a little bit. So up until what, probably 2018, you guys were pretty much just doing cover versions. When did, when did you start work on this album? We'd done a couple of the originals that we had recorded. With, I think three originals that we'd done from 2015. Okay. Up until the last one was, I think, the beginning of 2018. Yeah. Then. And then... Uh, so we had basically four, sorry, we had four originals that we had put together over three years. Okay. Uh, January came and Glenn said, no, 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 look, we've got to push for this, uh, for the original stuff. Mm. And we, we basically put down another six tracks within three months. Okay. So then we, we took the whole stuff that we had recorded in these six new ones. And uh, yeah, that went pretty quick. Yeah. Six songs came quick, so we had ten originals that we put out. So the four that you had, because I, I look, I know it's it's been a uh, a thing. I've been, well, I don't see you guys often, but when I do see, you, I've always I've always asking about yeah. the originals because obviously I enjoyed some of the Helter stuff so much. But yeah. um, were you playing any of those four in, in at gigs? Because I don't remember actually hearing yeah. anything original. So you've written them, but you were just doing them in the band room. No, look, um, Valentine's Day, we actually been jamming that one at live shows a lot. Okay. Um, Headed to Hell, the title track of the album, we did that a lot before okay. it actually came out in the album and Blood for Freedom, we were banging that one out. Okay, so that was getting mixed in yeah, with, yeah. with the Judas Priest and the yeah. Jesus just left Chicago. 
Chicago and uh, all because yeah. I mean you guys if, if you, where you get down and see the burning I mean they are they've got such a great uh, wealth of, of the cover stuff that they do is all the type of stuff that yeah. you'd expect to hear at bike rallies and places like sure, that sure we've got a great repertoire you know it's all classic rock mm. right up until some of the modern stuff but uh, I think generally speaking our, our influence is all the classics you know the, the big bands of the day yeah, yeah. the ACDCs. Uh, the well, Sabbath. I mean, you've got you. I mean, you do Megadeth, you do Metallica, That's you do Van fan. Halen, you yeah. do ACDC, you do ZZ Top, you do Sabbath. I think you do War Pigs. Yeah, we do uh, War yeah. Pigs. We tried Hey Corsten, but it didn't work out so well. Yeah, it's too vicious. I mean, very guys violent. Just, I know it's very violent, Listen, and I've I've seen what you know that your kind of audience can do to a song like that. So <laughs> better to stay with m- sort of more mellow stuff like Megadeth. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and a bike rally. What was the, the? I know you guys went down to the coast. That was. Um, that was quite a big concert was yeah, it last yeah, year yeah that was uh, it was at Margate. the Margate Bike Festival right and yeah we were there for three days you know we played on different stages and yeah excellent tour yeah so excellent. now if, are you going to do that again and then basically play the album or what, what are their plans for what, what are the pl- let's put this go back a track let me put words in your mouth what, what's yeah. the plans for for Headed to Hell as an album are you going to sort of like tour it and you know play the whole thing in its entirety at gigs um, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, look, obviously we have to, we, we're going to build it up to getting a couple more gigs this year, uh, pick, a, pick a couple of venues and maybe uh, launch the album in a smaller way at those venues. Right. Um, World domination. Yeah, then let's see what happens uh, later on. We're also going to start recording another album. We've start, already started working on uh, writing a couple <coughs> new tracks for... An upcoming album. Okay. We we want to keep the keep those wheels turning, eh? Okay. That's Build good. up the momentum. <coughs> momentum. Absolutely. But uh, look, uh, predominantly we online. Um, so instead of like going to go watch us at your corner pub or whatever the case may be, we have gotten global. So people in Paraguay are putting comments on our stuff. Um, we're going to be running a competition. I don't know if I can mention the competition. Yeah, you can. Okay, so what are we going to do? I'm actually in the process of approaching the Guinness Book of World Records for the world's loudest tattoo session. So as everyone knows, we had a predominantly East Rand band. So we've tagged. So if you'll go to some of the places, you'll see the burning sticker. We'll show you what the sticker looks like a little later. Take a selfie with the sticker, post it on our page. Um, we're going to draw the names out of a hat. The winner will get a copy of the album, Headed to Hell. That's awesome. Right. Then the winners from those different establishments, those names will go into a hat. And the winner, the grand winner, will come to our studio and be blasted by our music while getting a tattoo done. First of its kind for South Africa, yeah. as far as I know. Okay. Life, yeah. Life. That sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds like definitely something uh, worth winning. If uh, so, so when you say the world's loudest, is that the music or the screaming? Well, you won't hear the screaming because the music is so loud. <laughs> right, let's take another track off the album, then we'll come back and we'll just sort of wrap it up. Right, here's a track called The Call. Show you things If you look closely 
93.8 that Monday show James Dormley behind the mic here and um, yeah we've we've got the burning in the studio so uh, we're just going to kind of wrap it up a little bit with the guys that was another track of the new album uh, the track was called The Call what's that one about Glenn? The Call is about un- unifying the country the world the universe and I think people are being so subjected to such bad things at the moment, you know, and I think we've got to, like, just let it go. We've all got to stand together. And you know what? If we stand together and we communicate properly, we can literally take over the galaxy. Yeah, it comes through nicely. There's definitely a sort of... Uh, I don't want to draw comparisons to other songs, but I get that, uh, that same feeling you get when you listen to Judas Priest United. You get that sort of... I can imagine it shows yeah, yeah. that you could actually get it going quite exactly. nicely on that it's got a very uh, positive message that one that's awesome sure. and then um, okay so so we've touched on the album we've we've gone through a little bit of history and everything else but um, I think the thing for me that's really exciting is that you can start work on a new album because yeah. I think you're very I think I'm right here you're very fortunate in that you've got a band full of songwriters which you know most um, most bands are lucky if they've got one songwriter but I mean you've got you've got a drummer that can write songs you've got a bassist yeah. that can write songs and you've almost has got uh, uh, a band that can swap instruments. Definitely, uh, uh, the diversity in, uh, in the musical skills in our band is is, is, is brilliant. Yeah. Especially with Carl, you know, Carl's a great guitarist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a great Phenomenal. artist, he's a brilliant drummer. But I mean, yeah. he's like he's better guitarist than I am, and he's no, actually yeah, the drummer the, the, the for your drummer, band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Derek is also, you know, he played in Metal Morphosis. Yep. I mean, he comes out of a band that we've all basically written original stuff in the past and have all come back to it now and yeah. uh, I'm quite excited getting up to uh, writing this new tracks you know getting 
the melting pot that we uh, that is the burning now. Yeah. <coughs> it took a little while to get the ball rolling, but <coughs> once since it started rolling, I mean the yeah. songs are flowing now. Inspiration yeah. overload. Yeah, yeah the, the, well, I mean, as you say, you wrote the last six basically in three months, and look, yeah. I mean, I've I've personally experienced that with with writing songs. When once you get a little bit of momentum and the band yeah. starts getting somewhere, yeah. um, it it flows really, really well. Yeah. So uh, certainly from you know following you guys and seeing the momentum yeah. that that's well, I mean, you you've sort of got the catch flow of ma- making the fire bigger. Hashtag make the fire bigger, <laughs> and you certainly are. So um, I, yeah, I, I think the other question because the WhatsApp line and people are asking. Are you on Spotify and where can we get the album? So I, I guess you're on it on all the normal formats. Just tell everybody where they can yep, get. the album get is, a vo- is available on all major streaming services from Spotify, iTunes, Deezer. Deezer. I, I didn't even know what a Deezer was until now recently. <laughs> um, I thought it was like a guy from Black Sabbath. But then, no, that's a Geezer. Oh, Geezer. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, you just type in the burning. You go to the website. Tracks are available there. But yeah, we are. Global. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, well then, as I say, thanks very much for coming in. It's been awesome talking to you. I don't do a lot of interviews on my show because I don't have, uh, I'm normally too late at night, but it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both. And uh, we're going to play out with the title track of the new album called Headed to Hell. And again, that there's actually, there's a positive message in there as well, isn't it? It's, it's more of a, let's avoid heading for hell <laughs> rather than we are hell bent on heading for Absolutely. hell if I read it properly look the uh, the whole story behind headed to hell is actually a guy with a gambling problem um, so people listen like oh headed to hell that's so bad but it's actually this dude that's on his way to work he's on the R21 and he's decided no listen I got 200 bucks in my pocket I'm popping into a certain casino we won't mention names because they don't pay us for that <laughs> he pops into the casino and he loses the whole lot now he's got to go back and explain to his family like no dude I didn't go to work today I actually was at the casino and I think this is a problem that actually I think is quite a big thing in society is a gambling addiction you know and um, that's actually what the whole headed to hell thing is all about is is personal problems that people have to overcome just by using their noggin okay well that's yeah so so not only do you get a great rock and roll album you get like a lot of good life lessons so uh, let's um, yeah as I say guys go out there buy that album it's definitely one of the best albums that uh, I've heard this year and um, yeah so thanks for coming in wonderful talking to you and uh, say hi to the other guys in the band and I'd like to catch you next time you're you're live awesome thanks 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 for having us James big time you're part of the fans bro (laughs) cheers guys playing out with Headed Headed to Hell off the uh, title track off the new album
tuned to Mix 93.8. This is James Daubney here behind the mic, standing in for Kaz. And that was a nice, interesting chat there with the guys from The Burning and uh, definitely the guys on the WhatsApp line seem to have enjoyed that. Um, as I said, the album's out there. So uh, support South African music, people, because it's really, really good to have original rock acts out there. And uh, there's certainly some good tracks on that album. We're going to keep it exactly where, we, where it is. We're going to uh, stand up for rock and roll. Here's Airborne. <laughs> 